Set yourself a New Year goal, they said. It'll be fun. <sighs> Perhaps swimming in the Irish Sea wasn't such a good idea. Set a more achievable goal, like taking control of your finances with personalised money insights in the Bank of Ireland app. It'll help keep track of your spending, like changes to bills, or you might have too many subscriptions. See your tailored money insights, because your financial well-being is our priority. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Terms and conditions apply. Great. There goes my towel. The Left Wing, brought to you by Bank of Ireland, a proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Never stop competing. Welcome to the Left Wing Podcast in association with Aldi. Spend €30 in-store for a chance to win €50,000 for your primary school. Kenichiwa, and you are very welcome to the Left Wing Daily Independent.ie's Rugby Podcast. I'm Keen Tracy, delighted to be joined by Jonathan Bradley. Jonathan, how are you? Not too bad, Ken, how are you? Good. We have a very special guest today, uh, Ruth Gorman, sports correspondent with UTV. Ruth, how are you? You're welcome to the club. Thank you so much. Konnichiwa. I've always wanted to say that. Oh, really? Well, like, you, you do know we're trying to introduce as much lingo as we can, so do you have anything else for us? Arigato. Arigato gozaimasu. Oh, you see, I, I only get the arigato right. I can never oh, no, remember yeah, the second you, bit. You have to go gozaimasu. Yeah. Like, gozaimasu. Arigato is nice. basically like saying best regards in an email. Oh. Like, everybody knows you don't really mean it. Like spoken like a, a man who is really embedded in the Japanese <laughs> culture now after a couple of weeks. Um, Sumimasen is my one that I've learned over the weekend. Sumimasen, yes. What does that mean? Uh, it's sort of like, excuse me. Oh, Just like if you're trying to get somebody's attention. Do you know, I realised I have a Japan, uh, you know, book with me for, for tourists. And it has all these phrases at the back and I've only just dis- discovered it today. Mm-hmm. And I've been here for what? Three weeks and I haven't used it yet. Four weeks. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the lads with um, what's called the Lonely Planet guys as well, and they look like they're gathering dust. But um, <laughs> Google Translate's too good. Exactly. Yeah, we're all we're all cursed by technology. Says the man holding a microphone here doing a podcast. But uh, Ruth, give us a sense of your sort of World Cup experience so far. I guess myself and Jonathan's gig is very different to, to yeah. what you have to do um, in front of camera all the time. What, what's what's it been like? Yeah, it's been an amazing place to be, I have to say. I've really enjoyed Japan. Didn't expect to didn't know what to expect but when I came here, but it's an amazing place for camera. It's an amazing place for, for visitors. As you guys have said to everyone, it's it's been very accommodating. Um and although there's not a lot of English spoken, you get around very easily because everyone's so nice. But from a camera point of view, we're providing stuff into UTV News at, at live at six uh, some nights, but we're also doing programmes. Um, we have a series called UTV in Japan that goes out the night before every Ireland game. So we're trying to get a bit of the colour and a bit of the mm. flavour to show people back home what this amazing country is. So we've been doing that as well as obviously press conferences and training. And so it's it's been good because we've got to see a bit of a bit of the the surrounding areas as well. Yeah. So we're in the team hotel in Fukuoka. It's their, their first day of press since um, since they've arrived. They've got outside a pool, is that what you'd call it? Which every half an hour there's a water and light show. You were just showing on your phone last night. uh, Unbelievable! What goes on? Just give us a sense of that. Yeah, it's just when I checked in um, the first night I checked in here, I heard this almighty roar outside my window. Looked outside and there's this light show going on across the building, across from me, and the fountains are moving to the music. 
but it's almost like a video game being played up against the wall of this shopping center. It looks like something from Disneyland, doesn't it? Does, it does, yeah. It's it's just a surreal place. Mm. Everywhere you go, you just get, you know, there are more surprises everywhere you go. Yeah, I think the team are saying it the, the opposite side of the hotel so that they won't be interrupted by that. But yeah, you're right. Everywhere you go, I was crossing the road today and in general, the, the green men, like lights have always made the same ticking sound. But today there was like a song came on as the green man. You know, yeah, there's a fair few of them like, and they're all different as well. And like, you're, in the, you're kind of, you're not even in the main sort of streets. You're like, you're right by our hotel, which is a little bit away from here. And all of a sudden a song comes on. The amount of music yeah. and you're just kind of... It's like being in a video you. game constantly, yeah. isn't yeah, it? it really is, yeah. yeah. Um, but Jonathan, we've, we had a, uh, an interesting weekend, I suppose. Um, we went to the baseball on Saturday. It, it was amazing. We weren't sitting together. I'm not sure. We haven't even been talking about how our experience was. I was at a Red Sox game before in Boston and I thought it was one of the strangest sporting experiences I was at. Um, like so much, so much of the crowd was spent watching it in the sports bar below the, the stadium um, with like TVs everywhere. But this was very different. The, the noise was incredible and it was kind of in keeping with the Japanese rugby fans because we've spoken so much about how the, no- the wall of noise that they create when their team is playing. And even when we were watching their game against Samoa, it was the same. But the baseball, you're, you're big into your American sports. How did you find, I suppose, a Japanese version of it? It's crazy because it's so, so different. Just the fan experience of it. Like um, we were sat one row in front of the away fans cheering section. The ultras. The, yeah, so there was just sort of a rotating cast of people with loudspeakers and uh, small baseball bats that they were banging together and they were leading cheers. So each player has his own cheer, it seems. And then whenever he comes up to bat, it's his song. And then as soon as it finishes, they move on to the next player's song. It's like the most regimented, fanatical thing that I've ever seen. In keeping with everything that we've seen in Japan in terms of like how they like to queue for everything, how everything is orderly, it was very similar. But we were a bad luck charm, I think, weren't we? They... They lost the game that we yeah, saw. Yeah, they, uh, they lost, but they won last night, so it's the big decider for everyone who's tuning into this podcast to find out yeah. how the Climax series is going. It's a yeah. big, bit different big to, to Ravenhill, Jonathan. Yeah. Just, or sorry, Kingspan, but a different. Yeah, it's... You can call it Ravenhill on this podcast. <laughs> okay, really, allowed, I'll not get fined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, feel like I thought it was really cool. I really, really enjoyed it. Just uh, sort of to see how just how very different it was like um i think probably even different again from rugby like the same sort of energy levels but just a different sort of uh, different sort of vibe here really yeah well like i said we we're at the team hotel ireland have just had a press conference where andy farrell Jordy murphy and a couple of other players were up the news on Jordy murphy that he was even here in the first place at the press conference was incredibly positive because i think most people would have assumed his world cup was over he looked in a bad way last week Ruthie, you were at training this morning. He took some parts, and I know he said he hopes to be involved, but it would still be a big ask, I think, to, to feature this weekend. Massively. It? He, he was doing a separate warm-up even to the others at training this morning um, and b- being closely monitored by the, the, the medical team. So he couldn't... Uh, they were doing maybe high knees in the, in the warm-up, and he was lunging, you know... He, it's very limited what movement there was there. We we're only allowed in for 15 minutes vision access, and I'm very aware that, you know, there are things put on for the cameras. But even Jordy couldn't put <laughs> put high knees on for the cameras this morning. So I would be, yeah, I don't know. If he's saying himself he would love to be involved this weekend, and he he uh, thinks he'll be okay. The the management are saying that he'll hopefully train fully on Thursday, but I I just can't see him being involved this weekend. Yeah, this was the other big news is that typhoon. Hagibis. I'm not really sure how to pronounce that word, but 
it, weirdly enough, it sounds a bit like haggis. Which yeah, the is, Scottish fans yeah, are calling it the haggis. You yeah. know, so um, it's supposed to be quite serious that if it hits now, the most important thing to say is there has been a, a few threats of, of typhoons hitting Japan and during the World Cup, and thankfully they haven't come to pass. But we'll hear now what Andy Farrell had to say about the typhoon and also on Jordy Murphy's injury. You're aware, obviously, of this typhoon tracking for uh, part of Japan. And has that caused any issues with training or preparation for the game? We haven't, um, the, the boys haven't even uh, um, spoke about it really. Um, look, uh, we just go from day to day and uh, get on with our preparations, you know. Um, uh, World Rugby has been in touch with us and they're as keen as, as, as we are, as you are, to get this game played. I believe there is a, a contingency plan in place, but um, I think there's updates every 24 hours, but um, we're... Uh, we just get on with our day job and try and best prepare um, uh, every, every single day and uh, yeah, we'll see what comes of that. Well, if you look at the weather forecast, it changes it changes the, the whole time anyway. So I think um, I think we'll, we 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 won't probably know till probably 48 hours or so before. Uh, he's he's a lot better. He's a lot better than we thought he would be anyway. He's uh, he, he's shaped up really well. Um, he's uh, he's very comfortable on, on walking around, and uh, we expect Jody to, to 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 be back training on Thursday. What what's most times be on training during the week and not playing in the team in the World Cup? So or in this week, so is he under pressure to be there this week? Or? Well, we, we've been told that he's 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 going to be available to to train on on Thursday. We we select our, our teams in and around that, so we'll we'll stick to that. And are you happy enough with um, the situation of? We're happy. We're happy with how Jordy's pulled up. He was uh, he was um, uh, pretty sore after the game and uh, after after all the medical advice that he's been given. He's he's, he's in great spirits. And the, the aggravation that uh, Joe Carberry suffered to his ankle injury. What's the update on that? He's flying. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's in a great place. He's in the best place um, I've certainly seen him over the last few weeks. Uh, he was uh, running around the, the training ground today like he's got a proper spring in his step and uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's in great spirits and ready to go. Yeah, so the players aren't really talking about it, which I guess is totally understandable. They, won't, they don't want to be distracted by it, but if worse comes to worse, th th this could have serious consequences while, you know, people back home may not realise that it's worth uh, pointing out again that if a World Cup game is cancelled, it goes down as a nil-all draw. Um, so if we assume Scotland will beat Russia, get their five points, that game then with um, Japan and Scotland on Sunday becomes even bigger. And if Ireland did somehow get a nil-all draw, they could end up out of the tournament. It's crazy, isn't it? And obviously, like, it's JR19 making the decision. Yeah. It, if it was to be a nil-each draw, it would be Japan going through, then able to rest all their players against Scotland for a, yeah. for a quarter-final. Like, this would be their uh, conspiracy theory akin <laughs> to, like, the 2002 South Korea uh, soccer semi-final leg like, with that ball going out over the line. This mm -hmm. is uh, this is where all the like conspiracy theorists are gonna have fun this week. Like the, the joys of modern technology. We actually just got a statement right now from from World Rugby on it, and basically they're saying that yeah, there is a typhoon tracking its way northwesterly direction and could bring high winds and heavy rain to southern Japan on 12 and 13 October, which is this weekend. So. There is there is a concern there, and like we were saying, if Ireland were to go out on a technicality like that, it probably won't happen. 
I think 48 hours before kickoff is when a decision will have to be made. And even there's some suggestion that the game could be moved to Sunday in the same stadium if they believe that the storm will have passed by then. But yeah, there could be other options to move the game to another city, which would be would wreak havoc with everyone, including fans who are trying to get here. Yeah, it's it's not an ideal situation. Uh, the the one thing we know about the weather is it changes day by day. You know, World Rugby are, are keeping a close eye on it, and we'll we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. Uh, hopefully, it burns itself out the way the others have. But this one is supposed to be the most severe during typhoon season. So it, it I think, average winds of 180 yeah. kilometres per hour. So there's no way the game could could be played in those conditions. Um, but hopefully, for everyone's sake, fans, travelling fans. I mean, this this is we've chatted to many fans in mm. our Vox Pops uh, down through the weeks, and they've spent an absolute fortune to be here. This has been planned for one or two years. You know, trips of a lifetime here. You don't want people missing out, let alone the team themselves. If they were to leave a World Cup because of weather it would just be it would be an awful way for joe smith rory best these guys to finish their careers yeah and even in our elevator in our hotel there's a little light that says uh, earthquake in it so while uh, thankfully that's not on it wasn't there the, the wasn't <laughs> something you wanted to see when there's a threat of a typhoon but i don't know if you guys have ever experienced one but last summer when i was on my holidays in the philippines i landed in sort of in the middle of one and it was scary like i mean the, the the wind and the rain is like nothing i'd ever seen and we think we've seen wind and rain in ireland yeah. this was on another level so it's an insight i guess to to what it could be we're obviously it's still very early in the week and the weather forecast is changing so rapidly that hopefully it doesn't come to it um the the squad trained this morning, Jonathan, like we mentioned, the Russia game, because the players were given the weekend off, uh, it feels like kind of maybe a longer time ago than what it was. It was The pace kind of slowed off a bit, but they were back to work this morning. Robbie Henshaw is due back. Even Joey Carberry, the, the update is quite positive, and Andy Farrell was saying it was the best It was the best he's seen him looking in a few weeks. So He looked pretty good in training, I have to say. This, this is the kind of insight we brought you on the podcast for, yeah, because well, we, we don't yeah. get to see this. He, he looked pretty pretty sharp. He was he was one of the first out, and he was uh, bouncing around on, on both legs, and everything looked good. I wouldn't be bouncing around when I had... Kane, you yeah. remember the time? <laughs> you remember the time when I uh, wrecked my ligaments on a on a I World do. Cup trip, and we were I playing five aside football. And Kane very kindly gave me some rehabilitation <laughs> tips. I, uh, I think I had I think I had done my ankle the previous year. Yes, or something, you so. you did, but then it went again playing hockey last year. So yeah, but like that pitch that Ireland are playing on this weekend has probably been the worst we've seen at the World Cup. So. Yeah. There's a, there's a few big decisions, Jonathan, to make this weekend around selection because Ireland need to get the five points. They need to get the bonus point. But Samoa, we've seen the way they the, the way they hit, and while they'd probably argue that they were on the wrong side of some tough 50-50 calls, it's not an ideal game that you want to be going into where they have nothing to lose. And even someone like Joey Carberry, who has had an, excuse me, an ankle injury, do you want to be putting him out on a pitch like that? But he needs the game time. And that's going to be the really tough balance for them at the minute because obviously the initial plan if you can call it plan was rather than hope was to have won three games in this game to be essentially a dead rubber that's not the case and as you said the pitch like I was down there for the for the Canada Italy game and it's not a pitch that you would want to as you say have anyone with lower uh, lower leg injuries playing on because it is just going to cut up and it's not just cutting up in scrums like it's cutting up when players are trying to stop and start and it just seems like a recipe for disaster before we even get into the weather and you know Andy Farrell said it there they can't 
they don't have the luxury of cotton wool, who's what, what he said. You know, you can't pull these guys out because you have to go out and get get the five points. And it's it's a really sort of tricky tricky game. You know, we saw how long it took Japan even to get the uh, to get their bonus point at the weekend, and I think that's going to be a really fascinating part of team selection. But personally, I think it's going to be as full strength as they probably have available to them. Yeah, because Ruth, when they probably sat down, Joe Schmidt and his coaching staff at the start of it, they would have, you know, hoped that they would have been in a position where they could, you know, take a couple yeah. of guys out of it. Because, like, especially for someone like Johnny Sexton, who, like, opposition teams love to target, it's not the type of game that you want to be throwing them in. But like Jonathan said, they need to win, and they need to win by the five points, which could yeah. give them a bit of momentum going into the quarterfinal. That's it. I, I, I would tend to agree with Jonathan. I think we're going to see a very strong side selected this week. Unfortunately, for many of the the coaching staff, I think they're going to their their hands going to be forced to do that. Um, I think the likes of Robbie Henshaw, we're going to see him this week. We have to see. Him we have to week. see Robbie Henshaw, but yet this is the type of game you want to wrap Robbie Henshaw mm-hmm. up in Cottonwell and not get a, you know not pick up any more injuries. Johnny as well. Like the only thing with Robbie is. It means Gary Ringo's will eventually, eventually <laughs> yeah. get a break. Which Chris Farrell is due back tomorrow. His, uh, yeah. Won't see his haircut. He's, uh, that he hid under his hat. Yeah, he, he was one of the players to risk a, a haircut in Fukuoka so far and he's been since wearing a hat. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw him walking outside. I think one of the press press pack has gotten a haircut, but he didn't have much hair to cut off. So I think it was probably he got away with it. So yeah, it's a pity we, we maybe Ringo's will get away with, with not seeing, seeing the hair. But... Um, the games over the weekend, just to quickly touch on them, Jonathan, you mentioned Japan, Samoa. Incredible finish to the game, wasn't it? Um, the tournament organisers, World Rugby, just must be so happy because Fukuoka, rugby's quite big in Fukuoka, and of course their star, one of their star players is, is named Fukuoka as well, but they looked really good, didn't they? And even when they needed to chase the bonus point, the bravery that they showed, and while I know there was a sort of a questionable call at the end with a crooked scrum feed, which I don't know when the last time we saw one of them was, <laughs> They got the job done and the momentum is seriously behind them now, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think even almost the way that game finished, it probably does even more to protect the momentum that they had garnered because it was such an uplift at the end. Like, you know, we obviously watched it with a huge amount of Japanese fans who were just going crazy and it really just sort of kept that feel-good factor going, maybe even more than it would have done if it had been more of a routine bonus point chase. And... That's obviously the one real fascinating game remaining in this pool stages. It was very, very front-loaded pool stages this time, but that Scotland-Japan game is the thing that everyone's going to be focusing on now. It's going to be fascinating to see how they pitch up. Interesting to see how Scotland treat the game as well, obviously with the, the hugely they, short they, turnaround. They, they've like, made changes, obviously, yeah. for that for that Russia game because... They had to. They had to. Like I mean, yeah, of course they did. And even I heard a couple of the, the guys, our, our colleagues outside, saying that they've just tried to get accreditation and it's all full. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I'm on the list from a couple of weeks ago. Will you be there? I will not be there. I'll be, like, I'll be flying the flag. I'll be flying the flag. Because that, that could you be, that could be an absolutely epic game, couldn't it? It's absolutely huge, yeah. And, uh, you know, all eyes will be on it. I don't know what time you guys are travelling back up to <sighs> Yokohama, but... Um, I'm Early. certainly going to try and make sure it's it's not around that match time because it determines a lot for, for us as well going forward. Mm. But Speaking of momentum, England and New Zealand both had big wins. I think Argentina have probably been the biggest disappointment of this World Cup and the the red card that they got it was like, I mean it was fully justified wasn't it um, it was pretty pretty bad but England look really good Ruth don't they? Yeah they do and 
you know, they, they've they been a lot of people's pick from the, the very start of this tournament. Before, you know, coming into this tournament, they seem to just be peaking and going along at just the right pace and, and ticking along nicely. And yes, while that was that was very much a red card, and I know Andy Farrell talked about it. Mm. Talk, we got a masterclass in defence really for tomorrow's papers, didn't we? Yeah, he was absolutely fantastic. Definitely pick up the papers tomorrow because uh, I think a lot of people could learn a lot about about the uh, the high tackle from him. Yeah, and he was obviously asked kind of in regard to his his son Owen, but we always hear how much of a motivator and how when Andy Farrell speaks, the room listens. And it was a real a short little snippet, but like yeah. the whole room was engrossed by just him explaining about high tackle and leaning with the head and stuff. It was really interesting stuff. So wasn't it? so interesting. I have to. I think a lot of people are looking forward to getting Andy Farrell. Um, you know, after the World Cup is over and, and we move into Six Nations next year, I think a lot of media are looking forward to interviewing Andy Farrell on, on a regular basis because he is so insightful. He's so, uh, you know, every, every, t- every time he sits in that chair, we mm. get something from him. It's just little gems, little nuggets. And today was another example. Yeah, hopefully he keeps up and he's already coach. Jonathan, New Zealand, 71-9 against Nidibi. A, a pretty predictable result, but... Some of the tries that they scored were phenomenal. TJ Perinara's yeah, tried the tournament tried so the very far. End. Absolutely, it's yeah. Definitely was. Yeah, but um, just with the way the game started, obviously Namibia going three 0 <laughs> and just like the scenes of their uh, coach up in the box, and then like it was, they made it difficult for the sort of half an hour. But it was, I suppose, people are going to look to compare that game to Ireland Russia, and the difference was in the fifty minutes that. Uh, the All Blacks were on top, they routed them, whereas um, Ireland were a bit more, even when Ireland were on top, it was much more, much more reserved. Yeah, and they kept lots of their big guns in reserve, even had moved Jordy Barrett, Barrett out half, and he did a pretty good impression of his of his older <laughs> brother, didn't he? Bowden, the last game of the weekend, France 23, Tonga 21, very nearly a massive upset. Um, like It was just a classic French Jekyll and Hyde performance, they looked so good at the start, and then took their foot off the pedal and it was, you felt a bit gutted for Tonga because they put so much into it and you know they scored the, the late try but still we're still trying to figure out where, which kind of French team yeah, we're seeing and I, I hate saying it but we, we really are because we've seen both sides of them. It's the age-old question isn't it mm-hmm. you just don't know what you're going to get but I, I have to say that that game and that result just epitomizes this tournament doesn't it? it it's wide open we were promised the you know the this sort of most open World Cup yet, and I think we've we've had it. And from a neutral rugby point of view, the fans can be very pleased with what they've seen so far. That you know, Tonga's really put in a really good account of themselves, and we're very very unlucky there not to get a massive result. Um, but it bodes well for the rest of the tournament because you know who knows what way it's gonna gonna pan out. I just I just uh, had when I watched the New Zealand game at the weekend, I was just thinking of Ireland playing them in the quarterfinals, and I, I yeah. I didn't like that thought at this stage, yeah, but yeah. you know what? Why, why would you do that to yourself <laughs> of a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> I know I, I didn't like it, especially having visited Hiroshima as well. I was quite, I was already quite, quite emotional, and uh, I think that just tipped me over the edge. But no, it, look, um, I I know you guys have your own opinions of our, of where Ireland can go. I came into this tournament believing Ireland would get to a semi final. I know it was probably one of the only. There's a few, few of you, few of you a few, out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I still, w- I still wouldn't be surprised if we get to a semi-final because when when the heat is on and when it, you know when when Ireland are underdogs, that seems to be when they when they do perform and when no one expects them to. Um, no one expected to go to Chicago and get that win against the All Blacks. No one really expected it again in Dublin. Um, 
and I was there as well in Dublin when, when it was, you know, that Ryan Crotty tried to wreck us at the end. So it could have been three. But, um, you know, th these, are the, these are the times when Ireland turn up. And I still wouldn't be surprised if, if we haven't seen the best of them yet. I certainly hope that it all clicks together. I know the confidence is lacking. I know Rory best talked about that. I, d I genuinely do think that's a bit of a concern. But at the same time, I think if they get it clicked in the place at the right time, um, something big could happen here, guys. Well, this is exactly, Jonathan, why we brought Ruth on for that, for that positivity. Glass half filled. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going, away, I'm going away feeling much happier about Ireland's chances, but as long as this typhoon doesn't hit. But um, yeah, yeah thanks true. very much for joining me, Jonathan, and thank you very much, Ruth. Thanks so much Cheers for having me. The Left Wing Podcast in association with Aldi. Spend €30 euro in store for a chance to win €50,000 for your primary school.